Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Troyo here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. Uh, I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you, we're believing for you, and we trust that God's gonna continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now here's the message today. We're asking God's hand of protection, guidance, wisdom, um, uh, just protective covering of health over your bodies as you're serving other people. So please know we are constantly praying for you and, and believing great things for you. And this coming Wednesday, some people have been sending names in. Uh, we we want to ask you to keep sending in specific names of people. We're going to pray for them specifically on Wednesday during our prayer meeting. And so if you know somebody in the medical field serving as a doctor, nurse, or any sort of spectrum, first responders, please send it to us and we want to pray together for them. Um, the, the second thing I want to encourage us before we jump into the message is this, uh, starting, the, the, being that it's the beginning of Holy Week, I want to encourage you guys to take a day, maybe two, maybe five, I'm not saying you have to, it's just totally up to you, but I want to encourage you um, to maybe take a day or so and fast, and fast and just seek the Father in a greater way than we have been. Um, we don't fast to, to, to earn God's love. We fast because we have God's love and, it's, and it fills us in an immeasurably greater more when we're disconnecting from everything and just specifically food, that is, and we're, we're pressing in with the Father. So I just wanna encourage you guys to take a moment this week if you feel led by God to, to fast and pray together. And so I'm excited this morning to, to share a message entitled, Will It Continue? Will it continue? If you have your Bibles, you can open them up to uh, John chapter um, here in a second. So if you get your Bibles out, go ahead and grab them. John 12. This is uh, Palm Sunday. This is the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem as he's coming um, and making his way to the cross and to do what he came to do all along, which is the, the greatest gift he ever gave to us, which was the cross and the empty tomb. And this is the beginning of this. And I just want to talk about this and then just teach for a few moments. John chapter 12, 12 through 19. It says this, the next day, the, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it, was, as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your King is coming seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that they, these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now, I want to talk about these in a moment, verse 17 through 19. Now the crowd that was with him, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from, dead, from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. What, I, I want to just pause. That language is profound. The Pharisees were the religious leaders of the time, the, the people that had an expectation of a Messiah to come, but were missing the whole thing. Everybody was missing at this point, but these guys were really missing it. And, and they're mad now. They're frustrated now because they see a triumphant entry of, uh, of Jesus. And they're, they're saying all the things that they tried to do to keep this downplayed, all these things that they couldn't, uh, didn't want to happen are happening. And they're like, see, this thing is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Look how the whole world has gone after him. We pray with me this morning and we'll dive into this. Heavenly Father, I just ask Holy Spirit right now that you fill every home, 
Father, you feel every heart listening, that God, you be with us, that you guide us, that you lead us, that you direct us, but ultimately, God, that this word that is spoken, God, would be from you and you alone. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just uh, place in us just your word of life and of truth, that we would come to know you in a greater measure here in this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promise. Thank you that it's alive to us. It's, it's for us. It's with us that we can learn from you every single day, God. So I pray right now, God, that wherever people are at, God, if they know you, if they don't, God, that they would surrender their life to you in a greater measure, that those that have never given their hearts to you, that today would be the day of salvation over their lives, over their homes, and over their families. God, we wanna continue to know you. We wanna continue to be about you. We wanna continue to serve you. So we ask this all in the name above every name. In Jesus' name, amen. Will it continue? Today's message being Palm Sunday is the message of us looking back to the moment that Jesus showed up to Jerusalem, which was a fulfillment of prophecy. It was a fulfillment of the Old Testament prophets declaring that the Messiah would come and he would make a triumphant entry and he would come and he would not just make an entry, but he would go and he would go to a cross that would take on our sin, our shame, our guilt, all the things that the, the, the sin of this world has taken and put on us. Jesus went to that cross. He took it off of us and he placed it on himself and he died three, three days later, only to raise to life uh, three days later. And it's the promise of the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus Christ that if we call upon the name of Jesus, we will be saved and our homes will be saved and our families can be saved. It's the access to God. It's access to God. And this is the beginning part of that story where, where Jesus comes in and the, the crowds are cheering and, and the, the people are excited. They're, they're feeling now that finally the, the prophecy has been fulfilled and finally the words that have been spoken, the longing of their heart, the desires that they've been waiting for, the, the fulfillment is finally here. It's here. It's here, and they begin to praise Jesus. They begin to shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Uh, the, the blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he, the King of Israel. They're shouting and proclaiming this stuff as Jesus is riding in to a city. I want you just to get that picture for a moment in your hearts and in your minds that this is the scene where this crowds of people up and down the streets and Jesus is walking in and they're shouting praise and they're shouting adoration. And I, I, in a sense, I get this, I picture in my head where we gather together in our Sunday gatherings and we're singing praises and we're shouting for Jesus and we're declaring his name and we're saying, Hosanna, you're here among us, God with us, Prince of Peace, Lord, we're shouting all these good things. But in one moment, they're shouting, and then the next, everything changes. They go from praising, they go from declaring, they go from worshiping, they go from screaming Hosanna to crucify him. Crucify him. I wonder today if we can look at our lives in the story of this moment and say, man, how often, and this is not to condemn any of us, this has been a wrestle for me this week even, how often are we singing Hosanna, 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 and the next moment, we're saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And I get this is a prophetic moment. This was what had to happen. This was the promise of heaven. But we have the scripture and we have the moments to say like, man, are we just going to be people that will declare his name on a Sunday, that will lift shouts of praises up when we gather together? If we are ever allowed to, we're praying, we're hopeful. I'm hopeful. I believe that day will come and it'll look a lot different. But are we just going to be people that shout, Hosanna, God be with us, only in the times when we're together in a big group and we feel and we have the vibes and we have the feels? Are we going to be people that will continue? Will it continue to be proclaimed on our lips will continue to be proclaimed out of our hearts every single day. I don't want today to just be a Palm Sunday moment. I don't want our lives to just be Palm Sunday moments. 
I want our lives, I want your lives, I want your homes to be homes and, and hearts and lives that are constantly praising the Father, constantly lifting up his name, constantly giving him all the glory, constantly turning our lives over and surrender to him, not just saying it in a moment, but living it out every single day. The people at this time, they, they expected something great. They, they thought finally that their families were gonna be released, that freedom was gonna come, that they were gonna have breakthrough, that the oppression was gonna stop. This was a moment where they thought, man, finally it is here, we're gonna be able... You know, for me, I'm sitting here reading this and I go, man, this is a lot of us today. Like, when is this virus that's deadly and hard? When is this gonna stop? When are we gonna finally get? And we're asking Jesus all these questions and we're asking Jesus, which is fine, you can go to him. But the people at this time were sitting there with like, man, it's, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. And what they were looking for was for Jesus to be somebody he never was. Oh man, that messes with maybe my, it messes with my theology for sure. Man, they were declaring that he was gonna come and rule and reign and release and release and release, but they were asking for something that Jesus was never going to be and what they wanted. And man, how often in trials and in, in situations where there's oppression and there's darkness and there's feeling of heaviness that we're crying out and we're asking the Father for his hand to release us from a crisis, from a moment, instead of seeking his face in the moment of crisis or in the moment of pain. I don't know if this is relating to you at all, but man, this hit me that in this time, I don't wanna be a person that's just sitting here and asking for his hand of power. I do, and I believe it's okay to do that. Don't hear me wrong, but I wanna say like, are we seeking his face? And are we gonna seek his face not just on a Palm Sunday, but are we gonna seek his face every single day, tomorrow, Tuesday, the next day, the next week when we're inside of our homes and it gets longer and longer and longer and harder and harder and harder? Are we gonna continue to cry out with adoration? Hosanna, you are here, you are among us, you are delivering us, you are setting us free. You're setting people free. You're setting the city free. You're setting captives free. Are we going to be people that are so filled with faith that we don't need Jesus to be something he's not? And we're not going to ask him to be something he is not. So I said this is a challenging message, an encouraging message, but a challenge. And the challenge today is this. Will this uh, posture of hearts that are so desperately crying out to God? Because listen, guys, more than ever, more churches are being watched today. I just was on a call yesterday. More churches are, are, are being watched today. Someone mentioned to me yesterday that the, there's one church that had 300,000 people viewing into their services. Now, I don't care. We could talk all day about, man, those are Christian people. Those are not. But regardless, I believe that people are tuning in. People are listening. People are watching. People are engaging with, with Scripture. They're engaging with the church more than ever because this is a crisis moment. They're saying, how can we find somebody to help us? Who, they're actually looking and saying, man, we, we've heard of this guy Jesus before. We, we've heard of his, his stories and his wonders. Maybe we can cry out to him today and we can have it. And I'm wondering even if that's our heart of just saying, we need you now. But when this whole thing is done, when this whole thing is done, because I believe that this thing will pass. I do believe that this virus will cease. Do I know what's to come? No, I'm not saying any of that, but I do believe this virus will cease. And if this virus stops and when it stops and these, these chaotic moments of unemployment and of, of security being ripped from us and, and, jo and jobs being ripped from us and all those things, when that moment ends and we have been crying out desperately, are we still going to continue in our praise? Are we gonna still continue in our posture before the Father? Are we gonna still be desperate for him? The same heart of desperation that we have today. Are we gonna stay forward with surrender or are we gonna shrink back when this all passes because God came through for us and we're good now? This scene is amazing. It's a powerful scene. There's multitudes of people that came and this was the Passover feast that was happening in the time of this story. This is when the people came and remembered what happened for the people of God in Exodus when they were released 
from Egypt and they were set free. And it's the time of remembrance. This feast was a time where, where the people of God, the, 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 the Jewish law required that the Passover lamb would be brought into the city and it would be, it would be brought to the priest to say, yes, that is a lamb that can be slain. And so what I'm, get, I'm getting somewhere is, is that when, when, the, the, when Jesus triumphantly enters into the city as the lamb of God, right? Behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of man. It was proclaimed that Jesus was the Lamb of God. In this scene, man, there's, there's people bringing all of their lambs into the same city. I imagine Jesus is walking on a donkey and all around him are people proclaiming, but people that have their lambs with them that are going to go to their homes and they're going to sacrifice them because Passover is right around the corner. It's right around the corner and they have to have their lambs cleared, checked off by the priest. I'm getting biblical. This is good. Trust me. But they're, they're getting their lambs cleared and checked and said, yes, you're good. Go and sacrifice your lamb in, in a few days from now. And so just imagine the scene. All these people are looking to a, a, a physical lamb, a living lamb, right? An animal. And who's walking in to their scene? The lamb of, of God. And people are having to take their eyes, what I imagine Jesus is hoping is people would take their eyes off of the sacrifice of a, a physical animal and looking to the one that is going to be the sacrifice for them. God is basically saying, I'm coming to bring my lamb that is going to be slain, that no other lamb would be have, to have to be sacrificed. No other person would have to be sacrificed. My king, my son is here to come and to bring hope and to bring glory. Man, I just want you to catch that because if you caught that God is so good that he would bring his son as the lamb for us, I don't think you would return to the things that you were once doing. I hope and pray that that message would come alive to you that God loved you so much that he gave the lamb to us, the living lamb. And would you continue to walk in what you're walking in? Would you continue to go the way you're going in? Or would you continue, to, will you stop and say, I'm done walking that way. I've seen the lamb of God who came to take away my sins and I'm going after him. And so my hope and prayer today through all of this is that we will catch the heart of God as he's showing us the story of how we're able to operate as believers. And today, I just wanna leave us with three things to help us, encourage us to, to walk continually in this thing. That this wouldn't just be a moment, guys. I think that's my heart's cry. If I can just be honest, I kinda wanna just stop looking at my notes, but um, this would be our heart's cry that we would just stop running after God because we're in a crisis moment that we would actually wanna run after God because we understand what he did for us. Amen. That Jesus came, he came and he took the place of me, he took the place of you and he came to bring us life and to bring us hope and to bring us redemption and healing. He came while everybody else was looking to the world, to everything else that the world could do, to the, to the law, to the law that was written that was helping people till Jesus came to the law to try to fulfill the laws. All those things were happening. And God came through his son, Jesus, and he said, this is the lamb, this is the promise, this will help you to continue. And so if we're gonna continue in, in walking and operating on this Sunday and the days to come, we gotta remember a few things, and this is this. The first thing we need to know is, if we're, if we're gonna do this, is we need to worship Jesus for who he is, not who we want him to be. On this Palm Sunday, I read this story, and the people are shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Uh, Jesus was found to sit on a donkey. He was, he was found to sit on the, the donkey's colt. He, he, came and, he came in a way that was completely opposite of what everybody wanted. And I wonder sometimes if we worship Jesus for who we want him to be instead of who he actually is. And I think if we catch this, this will help us continue, right? The people of God, the people of God were waving palm branches as a sign and as a symbol of freedom. That was a symbol of freedom. They were waving those palm branches that 
finally the king was here. Finally, the one that was going to uproot them out of the bondage of the empire, of the Roman Empire. Finally, that they were going to be able to be set free. The freedom was upon them. And they're waving these palm branches. They're waving their palm branches with this idea that they put in their minds who they needed Jesus to be. And they were shouting, king, ruler. They, they, they saw this come. They saw this man come, but he didn't come in the way that we even today think or back then the way that they wanted to. He didn't come on a mighty horse as a king. He didn't come with an army behind him. He came and he sat on a donkey. He sat on a donkey because he was coming. He was saying, you can wave your palm branches. You can ask me to be somebody I'm not, but I'm not gonna change who I am. Like, I'm not gonna be somebody that you think you need. I'm gonna be God, I'm gonna be the king, I'm gonna be the ruler, I'm gonna be the savior. He didn't come in the way that the people wanted him to come. And I get this because I think this is a challenge. Like, what are we expecting from Jesus right now more in our lives than ever before? What are your expectations? What happened with the people is they expected Jesus to be this ruler and this ruling fist and this iron person of like, man, I'm coming, I'm gonna just do this and it's gonna be crazy. And he came with peace. He came with his arms open wide. He came as a lowly servant and he said, I'm coming to do something that you guys can't even see yet. You're not gonna understand it till it happens. He came in a way that wasn't meeting their expectations. And I think that's what a lot of this point has to deal with is in one moment, they're shouting Hosanna, and the next, they're saying crucify him because they had expectations that weren't met. They were disappointed. Because see, disappointment really is unfulfilled expectation. When you expect something and you don't get it, you become disappointed. And these people in one moment are shouting with expectation, Hosanna, Hosanna, and the next, they're saying crucify him because they didn't get what they wanted. But Jesus didn't care what people wanted. He knew what they needed. He knows what I need. He knows what you need. He knows what you need before you even know what you need. Jesus knew what we needed and he came in a way that didn't amount to what they wanted. Have you ever had an expectation that wasn't met? Maybe in the church, maybe by loved ones, right? Maybe by a friend. You have all these expectations. You walk in to your home, right? I bring it home a little bit here. I walk into my house sometimes and I have this expectation that I'm gonna walk in and Rachel's gonna run to me with a cup of coffee and hand it to me and smile and kiss me on my lips because that's what we do. It's beautiful. I can say that it's church. We're family. Don't get all offended, right? And, and she's gonna come and, and there's gonna be cookies on the table, right? And like, like funny story, we first get married the first week of marriage. And, and, I, and I come back from a meeting and, and Rachel, um, I open up the door and there's, there's fresh cookies on the table. I'm not lying. This is a true story, truest story ever. And, and there's, there's coffee prepared for me. It's like nine o'clock at night and I'm with a buddy and the house is smelling like clean pine saw. It's like freshly cleaned and dusted. And I walked in and my buddy looks at me and he's like, is this, is this how marriage is? I was like, I don't know. I'm, this is a weekend. I hope so. This is amazing. Like my expectations were raised immensely. And I come around the corner and Rachel's like shaking, like, sweating and shaking. I was like, hey, babe, what's this story gets somewhere. Don't worry, it's tying in. It, it, what's wrong with you? And, and she had a pot of an espresso maker, coffee maker on our, on our stove. And she said, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. How, you want some cookies here, babe? How are you doing? Like, what can I get you? Like, how are you? And I'm like, man, this is amazing. I'm talking to my buddy. Like, this is awesome, right? And then I'm like, babe, what, 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 what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I just drank a whole pot of that. And I said, you drank a whole pot of eight espresso shots? That's awesome. 
That's amazing. She's sweating, she's shaking. Can I tell you guys something? That my expectations that were here from that moment went immediately to right here. Because I realized, it's a lot funnier in my head than on camera right now, I hope you're laughing too. But my, my moment of expectation, like this is what's gonna happen. Now I know what marriage is gonna be like. This is gonna be amazing. And it's not that my wife doesn't serve well and doesn't help me and I don't do that. But you get what I'm saying? Like I had this level of like, wow, oh man. And then the next day when I come in and I didn't have any of that, there was that kind of like, oh, I wanna go back to yesterday. That was so much better. See, if you expect Jesus to be somebody that he's not, you're not gonna get fulfilled. If you have an expectation of Jesus to come through in a way for you that he doesn't need to come through for you, you're gonna be let down. Can I tell you something? If you don't know who Jesus is, you won't be able to, 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 let me say it this way, if you don't get a glimpse of who Jesus is in his word, you're gonna have false expectations of who God is. I'm not saying he's scared of that. I'm not saying he, he's gonna spite you because of that. I'm just saying in this time, if we catch who really Jesus is because of his word, who, what the word says he is, how does he operate? What is his character like? We will stop operating in a manner that we need Jesus to be something he's not. And we will start to operate knowing, man, this is actually who Jesus is. And in this time of chaos and confusion, I can actually call upon the name of Jesus. I can know that he is my refuge in times of trouble. I know that he is just. I know that he is righteous. I know that he is holy. I know that he is, he's calling me to be holy and to be just and to be right and to be set apart. I know he's doing these things because his word tells me, is this making sense to you this morning? If you put Jesus in this moment like the people did in that moment where it's just Hosanna, come and take over, right? You're missing the heart of God. Jesus came as a servant. He came to, to take the sin and shame on our backs, right? James 4, 3 says, and if you ask, you won't receive it for your asking. He's talking about praying and asking the Father's stuff. For, for, for your asking with corrupt motives, seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires. The question is, is are you asking Jesus to be somebody to fulfill your desires? I wonder if some of you watching today, we love you, we're with you, we just wanna see better for you. I wonder if where you're sitting today, if you have been asking Jesus for something and he's going, I can't get through, I can't come to you, I can't, I can't answer that because it's not my character, it's not what I want to do for you. That's a bold statement. I know some people are probably right now in the chat like, fine, wrestle with that. But man, I wonder like in a genuine heart, are you asking Jesus to do something in your life? And he's going, first of all, I can't give you that relationship right now. I can't come through for you in that way right now because I gotta get your heart first and I gotta get your life under my control and under my, you know, when we surrender our lives to Jesus, we're not just saying we surrender. It's actually coming under the control of who God is. And the people here are showing us, man, they had expectations that weren't met. And they flipped the script in one moment because they had expectations of who Jesus was never meant to be. Will this continue in our lives? And I think it can continue. What I'm saying continue is the posture of running after Jesus if we know who Jesus really is, if we know who God the Father is. I was having so many conversations as of late, and even last night we were having a conversation, my wife and I, and we were talking about Scripture and just engagement of Scripture and just being like, man, I really need to know my Bible more. I need to really get into this thing more. There's so much to learn. There's so much to unpack. There's so many things to, to, that are there that I'm not catching and so many things that I wish I could know more. I'm hungering more than ever right now for the Word of God. And what I'm saying is, is in my own life, am I going to continue in this even when this all passes? Or am I just doing this right now because I think if I get into the Word, let me say it this way and I'll move on. Your amount of biblical knowledge, right, will not allow God's love to love you anymore. Okay, that should be good news. You should be clapping, cheering, right? But the amount of knowing him and understanding him and seeking after him will build faith in you that when the storms come and the winds rage and the viruses attack and, and chaos ensues and job loss happens, you will not be shook because you will be rooted in the word of God and who Jesus is. 
right? His love is for you. His love is abounding. His love is, 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 is able to surround you and cover you. But I'm sitting here saying today, if you know who Jesus is, will you worship him for who he is instead of how you want him to be in your life? And I think if we can catch that, this can continue. I get that from the people of God. The second thing that I think will help us continue in this is this is very important. We've been talking about building our homes and building our families. Guys, this is the time for us for restoration. I'm seeing a lot of reports. Let me first just give a praise report. I'm seeing so many reports and, and posts and people in their homes and worshiping with their family and laying hands on their children. Guys, keep going. Keep doing it, man. What a time for homes to just be illuminated with the presence of God. Don't stop. But as we're doing that, as we're, we're building and equipping our homes, I, I see something too in this passage. And the second point is this. It's time more than ever for us to spread his name in wonders. How we continue to walk out in who God is and who Jesus is, is that we continue to share his name and we continue to share his wonders. Verse 17, now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb, right before this, Jesus called a dead man out of a grave. Lazarus, he called him out and he, he called him out and Lazarus walks out. So that miracle in itself, raising the dead to life, that's who Jesus was. Man, that's who he is today. Come on, like that is who he is today. I believe right now, even just hearing that he's raising dead people to life right now, wherever you're sitting, I'm, maybe physically, but, but spiritually, yes, he's raising dead souls to life. He's raising, he's raising people that have been wandering off. He's raising them to life right now because that who, that's who Jesus is. He raises people from the dead. And so that's happening and the, the word is spreading and it says, it raised him from the dead in verse 17 and that, that, that news, that word continued to spread. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. I'm sitting here and I'm reading this and I'm going, man, okay, if we know who Jesus is, if we align our hearts to who Jesus is, then man, if we know who he is to the best of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit working in us and discernment, then man, it is time for us to spread the news and the wonders of Jesus. It is time more than ever during this Holy Week to start calling friends, to start calling uh, loved ones that don't know him, not being crazy, weird, and, and nuts about it, but saying, hey, I want to talk with you. I, I want to share something with you. I want, I want to tell you the wonders of who God is. Can, can I say something? Maybe you need to go back through your life of serving Jesus right now and stop. I want to say this right. And stop looking to what's happening around us right now and start looking back on his faithfulness. The band saying the faithfulness, how God's been faithful through and through, right? They had no, no idea I was preaching this, but man, maybe go back and look at your life of where God's been faithful and begin to say like, wow, you've been faithful here, you've been faithful here, you've been faithful here, you've been faithful here. Man, it's hard right now, but I've seen you come through when I wasn't able to, to, to have a meal on my table. Man, I saw you come through, God, for me when I didn't know how I was gonna pick my head up out of that bed because I was so depressed-ridden and anxiety-ridden and you set me free and you made me dance and you made me feel with joy. Man, man, God, you've been faithful. If we can go back and look at the wonders of who he is and remember the name of Jesus, I'm telling you guys, that will stir you to go and to continue to share the good news of who he is with everyone around you. Well, I'm in my apartment. I'm in my house. How can I share with people around you? You have a phone. <laughs> you have a platform maybe on your Insta, right? You have an opportunity to start proclaiming the name of Jesus. It's time to start spreading the name of Jesus more than ever, guys, because we are in this week where a move of God is going to happen, I believe. Come this Easter week, I'm, I'm just proclaiming that. Come this Easter weekend, Passover, uh, Good Friday into Easter, and we're gonna see God's spirit move across our city. And would it be amazing to start today and continue in this, even post-COVID-19, to start proclaiming the name of Jesus louder than ever before, not verbally all the time, but by how you're living. Are you having conversations with your loved one and maybe not sharing the gospel, but they're going, hey, man, why aren't you freaked out right now? Why aren't you scared? 
Why don't you have that anxiety filling you up right now? Well, because I know who Jesus is in my life and I know what he says that I can claim hold of me. Is this making sense to you guys? I hope so. That man, it is time for us to spread the wonder in the name of Jesus, not just because he's a miracle working God, because he is the savior of the world, because he has conquered the, the grave. He has conquered death. These people started sharing because that's what they were living. They were living in this time. They saw the miracles. They didn't see the cross yet. We have the miracles and the cross. So it's time for us to proclaim the cross and proclaim the miracles that God's done, that Jesus has done, and spread his name more than ever before. Who can you call this week? Man, when you get back into your workspace, into your office, which, which coworker are you gonna begin to pray for now that maybe you don't have their number, but when you get into that office in the coming days, maybe you can say, hey, I wanna just share something with you. I wanna talk with you. Who's the family member that has been pressed on your heart every single day that you need to pick up the phone and you need to have a time of, of maybe first reconciliation with them and then a time of saying, man, I wanna share the wonders of Jesus with you. I wanna share his name with you. I wanna share who he is. Does that make sense? Like, I don't wanna just do this because we're in this time of like chaos and now more than ever people need Jesus. I wanna do this because this is our commission and our call and this is what we're called to do is to share and to spread the name of Jesus. And the last thing that I wanna say is this, is that I pray that it, and on this Palm Sunday that we remember what Jesus did by coming in, by, by coming in in a manner that, that the world thought he should and he did the complete opposite. That when we share the good news of who Jesus is, because that's what it is, it's good news, right? It's good news. If we share the good news of Jesus, I think like, like the Pharisees said in verse 19, look how the whole world has gone after him. Leads me into my final thing. I think if we share the news of who Jesus is, if we share his wonder, we're gonna see the whole world going after him. We're gonna see the whole world going after him. And it is on us as the church today, as people of God today, to share the news, to share the wonders, to share the hope, and to then see God's spirit move about and draw men and women, young and old, back to his heart. And we're gonna see the world going, man, we tried to shut the church down. We tried to shut the name of Jesus down. We tried to get people dismantled from a gathering, a physical gathering. See guys, this is taking us from outside of what we thought church was, which is a physical building and a gathering space, to being the church, which is right here in your hearts and sharing this with people and seeing people come to know the good news of Jesus Christ and to see the world go after him like never before. I believe this week right now, we're gonna see the world come to know Jesus in so many ways and in so many numbers of souls being one for the kingdom of God that we're gonna stand in amazement. But I pray it doesn't, doesn't happen this week, that it happens every single day that we're stepping up, we're stepping into the presence of God and we're going out and we're showing the world who Jesus Christ is. I know this isn't a typical like Palm Sunday message, but it's more of a commission. See, you can live on mission in your home. You can live on mission while you're sitting there. You can be on mission this week of saying like, man, okay, like God, maybe I gotta repent for some ways that I thought you were, who you were, and I've been operating in this manner. God, man, you're actually not okay with some of the things in my life. You're not okay with some of the, the ways that I'm living. You're not okay because your word tells me that, that I shouldn't be operating in that way. It's actually sin, and it's actually, it's actually crucifying you all over again. Like, God, forgive me. I repent. I'm sorry. Help me to know who you are. Help me to, to understand your character more. Guys, if you don't know, you reach out to us. We, we dive in. That's why you get together on old groups, and you got to it's time to call people here in the church and say, like, I don't understand scripture, help me. We wanna help you, but it's time for you guys to dive in and get to know who God is and the character of who he is. And then to say, man, it is time for me to spread this name and to spread this wonder. This holy week, this time of moving towards Good Friday and Easter of knowing what Jesus has done for us, right? The, the, the Super Bowl of, of the Christian faith of this celebration, right? It's time now though, today, to start spreading his name and spreading his wonders and for us to see the whole world come to know him. That's my heart. 
That's my belief. That's my trust that I want to see the whole world come to know him. Not every man will call upon him. People have a choice. There's freedom in that. That's the beauty of God, that he gave us a choice, the ability to choose. And so we choose, I hope, we pray to choose Jesus today and to choose to live surrendered lives to him today and to choose to say yes to to his, his, his gospel message and to live it out and proclaim it to a world around us. So today, the question that I asked at the beginning is, will it continue? Will this continue? Will it continue in your lives even after this all is said and done? Will it continue? Or are we just crying out to him today because we need a breakthrough? He's already given us the breakthrough. The breakthrough's come for us. And I know Good Friday's right around the corner, but the breakthrough's come for us. The breakthrough for your life right now is available today. It's available today. The breakthrough of Jesus is available to you today. And so right now, I want you just to bow your heads and close your eyes wherever you're at. And I wanna just allow you for this moment to just hear the presence of God speak over your life. Some of you are watching and you've served Jesus for a long time and you've heard this message of Palm Sunday spoken a bunch of different ways and different different times, but maybe there's a fresh word that you received today and you just wanna say, God, seal that in my heart and help me. Maybe some of you are sitting in your homes and you're watching this, you got the link sent to you and we're so grateful that we're able to join with you in your home, but you're going, man, I don't even know who this Jesus is. I have no clue who this is. You talk about how this Jesus came in a way that no other king has come. He didn't demand his name to be lifted up. He didn't demand respect. He didn't demand for people to praise him. It was nothing like that. It was the complete opposite. He came lowly. He came to serve. He came to wash your feet. He came to wash your your life. He came to wash your heart because of that cross. He went to a cross, beaten and bruised for you. Today, we wanna say, this is an opportunity for you to say yes to him. So before I go any further, I just want to give that opportunity to anybody that's watching today that if you're like, man, I want to have hope. I want to have the promises of of Jesus over my life. I want to be able to walk every single day, no matter if there's a virus or I'm on the mountaintop, that I can still say that Jesus is the King and the Savior and the Lord of my life. and I can walk in the assurance of that. I want to just give you the, the moment right now to say yes to that. If you're in your home right now and you want to say yes to that, just simply say yes. Say yes to Jesus. I want to simply just say yes to you, Jesus, today. And I know that it says, Scripture says that heaven celebrates, rejoices when one person returns back to the Father's heart. Jesus said, I came to to die that whosoever would call upon my name will be saved. And so if you're in your house right now or wherever you're watching this right now and you said yes to Jesus, we wanna pray a prayer of faith with you right now. It's just simply proclaiming. It says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. We're just gonna confess it right now for the first time that Jesus is Lord. And so whoever said yes to him right now, pray this prayer after me. Jesus, I say yes to you. I declare that you are Lord, that you are Savior, and that you are King. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your cross. And thank you for that empty tomb. Thank you for forgiving me and giving me brand new life. Father, I call upon your name today and every day moving forward. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you all the days of my life. I receive your Holy Spirit today, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We're grateful to God for every person that made that prayer of declaration today. But I wanna pray over the rest of you, church, that are watching, that, that the fire of heaven would fill your home, that the Spirit of God would invade your lives in a greater measure, and that you won't shrink back, you won't take steps back, but you'll press forward. You'll be the army of God that presses forward like never before, and we will continue to proclaim who Jesus is, who he is, and what he is about more than ever before. So Heavenly Father, I pray right now over every home 
that God, you would just speak life over every home, that you would speak truth over every home, that your, your words of, of heaven and of your word, God, would be proclaimed over every home right now, God. God, help us to know who you are more. We wanna know you more, Jesus. That's the cry of my heart today, that I just wanna know you more today. I wanna know what your word says. I wanna know what your character is like. I wanna know the deepest parts of you, God. I don't wanna know what I think or what religion has told me or what my experience. I wanna know who you are based off of what you say and, and, and who you, your, what your word says about you. So God, help every person right now, God, to dive into your word this week, to remember what you've done for us by entering into this town, the town of Jerusalem, to come on a donkey in the lowest way possible, God, in the way that we could never have imagined a king coming in. But God, you are the king of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the great I am. There is no one above you, God. You are over all things. You are, the earth is your footstool, God. And so God, would you continue to rule and reign? Would you continue to, to, to help people, God, that are, that are broken, that are hurting, that are, that are feeling abandoned by you, God? Would there expectations be aligned to your heart, God? Would they, would they see you for who you are, God? And would they, the expectations be fulfilled, God, because you are meeting them exactly where they are and they're claiming uh, your promises in your word of truth. So God, go before us today, we ask. God, help us for the rest of this week and for this day to surrender to you, to walk with you, to lean into you, and to continue to just, uh, just give you all the glory and all the honor and the praise. We love you. And we just ask this all in the name above every name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you, church. If you made that decision today, we would love for you to email us at info at oasischurchchicago.com. We'd love to get a pastor or leader connected with you even today. So please do not hesitate. Info at oasischurchchicago.com. We love you. We're praying for your week. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday for prayer meeting, 7 p.m. and Good Friday service, 6 p.m. God bless you. Have an amazing week.